Hello again, beautiful beings of light. Welcome back to the Expand Podcast with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today we're going to be talking about the hive mind, a hive mind. I love this concept and I have kind of my own experiences with this in relation to different alien species. And I just want to kind of bring up this topic so that we can all talk about it and think about it. And uh, let's see, like my definition of a hive mind would be every soul, every consciousness working in unison together and all sharing the same thought. And I don't know I don't know exactly how this works. Like I have my own experiences from observing and even being a part of other species. But yeah, I want to talk out a couple of different concepts. The easiest way to think about a hive mind is uh, ants, an anthill, right, on planet Earth. And, you know, all of the ants are individual little beings, but they're all working in unison. They never have too many ants working on one side or too little ants working on another side. Like even the psychology behind an anthill is absolutely fascinating. And what's the most incredible about an anthill or really any other species that has a hive mind is that they are very efficient. They're very effective in the work that they do together. Now, another good example of this kind of mm, team working, teams, team building ability is uh, wolves. I believe wolves also have a bit of a hive mind. Um, you know, of course, wolves are in, in packs always, but they're also usually in much smaller packs, and there's usually one leader. So when you think about ants and you think about wolves, there's a question that arises in my own mind. And unfortunately, I don't think I have an answer for you, but I want to talk about it. So in the case of a huge anthill and let's say a thousand ants that are all working on this anthill inside, outside, you know, you've got the queen ant, you've got all the little baby ants. (laughs) There's kind of this question that arises, which is, do all of the ants have the same mind? And if you think about spirituality, are essentially, are they all the same consciousness, right? Or like kind of like a a group consciousness, like a, a soul group, you could say. Or are they all separate consciousness, but they work in unison together because the queen ant has the lead, it has the direction, the queen ant knows how to direct all of the other ants. So I think that's kind of the biggest question that I have when it comes to hive mind type contemplations. Are all of the ants conscious and individual, but working in unison because of something like telepathy? Or do all of the ants actually share the same consciousness And in that sense, would they all have a fractal of a consciousness and they work in unison as one, as one being? And, you know, in some regards, that would make sense because in some ant species, and there are many all across the planet, like there are many, many all across the planet, 
there are certain ants, I don't know what they're called, but they're essentially like suicide ants and they will do certain things to sacrifice that one ant in order to make sure that the whole colony can survive. And so it's like, you know, that's not necessarily a talked about thing. That's just a, you know, someone needs to do this and it's it's up to you. Like it almost reminds me of if you think about, and, and I guess this kind of brings up this whole other debate, which is, are we already working as a hive mind? And no, I'm not talking about humanity because take a look at our planet right now. We are the furthest thing away from hive mind. But look at our bodies, right? Any biologist can agree that we have like trillions, if not more than that, of cells in our bodies. They could be stem cells. They could be blood cells. They could be skin cells. They could be really any sort of cell, liver cells, and on and on and on that make up our one very complex biological being, essence. And, you know, my kind of theory here is that every cell has its own consciousness And therefore, if every cell of the trillions of cells in our body have a consciousness, then are we already acting as a hive mind just in our body, just in our biological beings? And therefore, what would be directing the hive mind? What would be directing all of the different consciousness in our body? And then the question is, Are the individual cells in our body conscious and independently acting, or are they fractals of our one consciousness, just like the question that I have with the ants? Are they all independent, individual, sovereign consciousness, pieces of consciousness, or are they um, acting together, you know, as one consciousness and just independent fractals? Right. And so I'm, I'm so sure of the fact that every single cell has its own consciousness because of my own past life and multidimensional life exploration. Like I mentioned in another podcast that, you know, one of my very first off planet lifetimes I ever took a friend into was a lifetime where he was a moss, <laughs> but he wasn't the whole moss on a rock on a planet off you know, in in the universe somewhere. He was a little tiny cell. He was a little tiny microorganism, a little tiny speck of the moss. And he said that he was surrounded by all of these other little pieces of consciousness that were not him, you know? And so if we can be this little tiny speck of moss, I'm sure we can be just one cell in the body, And then this really comes into play with things like cancer or autoimmune disease. I truly believe that a lot of the diseases in our body are created from this hive mind type of mentality, right? So if our mind is the driving force behind every cell of our entire body and being, 
And all our mind is saying is, I am sick. I am unhealthy. I am unwell. I'm not feeling good. This hurts. This is painful. I don't think I'm okay. Something is wrong. I don't know what it is. If we keep (laughs) sounding the alarm bells and we keep saying that something is wrong, something is wrong, something is wrong, we are going to spiral all of ourselves into the creation of something being wrong, right? So it really does come down to our mind creates our reality. And in this case, it's our conscious focus creates the physical reality of our physical health. Our mental health state creates our physical health reality. And is that because of a hive mind? And based on what I know, without really ever priorly giving it a thought, I would have to say, I would be implored to say, yes. Yeah, in fact, I do think that we've already got a hive mind situation playing out. And if you think about the forest, if you think about mushrooms, if you ever saw the the documentary on fungi on uh, Netflix, right? The, the mycelial, I think it's called network. It's like this little tiny nervous system network that is played out beneath the ground. And this mycelial network is connecting, um, you know, all the fungi, but also all of the trees and the plants and the blades of grass. And when one plant is having an issue, another plant will produce certain pollen or vibrational frequency, and, and, and we can measure those frequencies. We can actually measure those fields that are emitted by these plants and these flora and fauna, and we can see that they actually help each other out. They communicate to each other. I'm looking at two trees in my front yard right now, and I'm thinking, what are you guys talking about? What are you saying to each other? And so we can take a look at nature in this way as also being a really great example of a hive mind. And I guess in that case, every plant would have its own consciousness, but it's still connected by this force, by this network. We could say that every cell in our body has its own consciousness, but it's connected by this neural network. It's connected by not only the the neural network of the brain, but it's connected by the nervous system in the body, right? Okay, and then I just want to bring up just this random concept that just popped into my mind. Think about the people you have in your life and think about throughout your whole lifetime in this one life how people have really come and gone in your life. Like for me, for example, just the other day, I stumbled across a picture of one of my very last Halloween parties. And every year in university, I used to hold these pretty, pretty banging Halloween parties. Uh, Flip cup, beer pong. There was, uh, you know, trippy art everywhere um, and really cool people. But I stumbled across this picture from, I think it was 2014, and it was my ex who was a very, uh, well, let's just say he was a dark entity. (laughs) And, uh, And then there was like his friend who is there, and then my roommate who is there. 
and a couple other people. And at the time, I thought these were the best people to have in my life. I thought I was living my best life. Of course, we always kind of think that in the moment. And now looking back, I realize that was some really dark energy. As a matter of fact, everyone in my life at that time was super dark, super low vibrational. I didn't even know how corrupt these people were until until much, much later after the fact. And if you think about people coming and going in your life, and you think about certain people being really negative or narcissistic or feeding off of all of your energy, and you recognize that at a certain point in time, or naturally they just leave your life and you upgrade your life and you upgrade your uh, social network into you know better and brighter people, I feel like it's almost the same with the cellular network of your body. I almost feel like there are cells in our body that don't work well for us. And personally, if I think back to when I was 18, 19 years old, I was in and out of the hospital, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, and essentially I was able to put it into remission. I can't say that I got it got it out completely. Like I really do believe that we have we have certain genetic traits that are instilled within our DNA. And I think I read somewhere that we all have the predisposition to some sort of cancer, but it's, it's really based on when those genetic traits, when those DNA aspects get expressed. And I don't think that they've really ever fully understood how and when and where and why those genetic traits get expressed in our life. Even though we may all have a predisposition to cancer cells, some of us will never experience that in our life. And the reason why I believe we won't is based on our vibrational frequency. Therefore, I believe when we are in high vibrational frequencies, we actually tend to attract high vibrational cells. And that, you know, comes with a whole slew of really positive benefits more energy. I I believe that higher vibrational cells or higher vibrational consciousness within those cells also come with not necessarily reverse aging, but a longer lifespan, less rapid aging. You know, when you're in a low vibrational frequency for a very long time, and a lot of that, if not all of it, comes down to your mentality, your focus, your position as the mama ant, your position as the lead wolf in the wolf pack, right? Um, your focus will dictate which people will come around you and the vibration that they have. And it will also dictate these cells and the vibration of the actual individual cells in your body, which also dictate the health of your genome and the health of your your state of being, which is really fascinating, you know? And, And it really does come down to our focus. And of course, when we are in lower vibrational focus or frequency, we're going to attract lower vibrational cells, lower vibrational health predicaments and circumstances. And this is where the whole fake it till you make it comes in right? Like, I am healthy. I am healthy. I am healthy. I am financially abundant. I am financially abundant. I am financially abundant. 
even if you do not believe it for the first 150 times that you say it, you're at least directing your hive mind, you're at least directing your biological state into a different state. It's like, uh, what's a good example of directing without believing in it? It's like, you could be a traffic cop and you could totally not want to show up for work and you could totally not be present when you're at work and yet at the same time you're still directing traffic. You don't want to be there, but you're still directing traffic. There's something to say about just objectively showing up. And then eventually when you start to actually believe in it, because your physical body begins to prove what you're directing, your bank accounts start to prove what you're directing, when you start to add the belief into the direction, then you amplify the direction tenfold. That's what I believe. So we can still direct without believing, but once you add the belief, it's like, watch out world, your direction's just increased tenfold, right? Something to think about. So let's get back to hive mind and let's talk about more intelligent aspects of what a hive mind could do and some benefits of a hive mind within a species or civilization and definitely some drawbacks and downfalls of of what's not great in that hive mind mentality. So let's just contemplate for a second a hive mind state around the planet. And let's just say the extreme hive mind, which is no one really has freedom. Like, okay, think about it this way. (laughs) Think about your consciousness, just your consciousness, being the only conscious thought or the only conscious director around the planet. And think about your consciousness or your soul being so powerful that you could incarnate as every single human, as every single even living thing on the planet and direct from this really whole place. And I think the first question that I would have is, how am I supposed to be aware of all of the moving parts? That's a great question. Think about your body. Let's go back to your body, for example. There's a lot going on. Our bodies at a biological level are very complex. But do you tell your heart to pump blood? Do you tell your lungs to breathe oxygen? No, we don't. There are so many aspects of our biological state that we are in control of, but we're not necessarily fully directing. The only time I direct my body to do things that it can naturally do is when I feel like there needs to be more harmony. So for example, when I get really cold and I'm starting to lose circulation in my hands and my feet, I direct my blood to pump to my extremities. And believe it or not, it almost works every single time. Sometimes when I'm distracted or I feel the pressure to do that or I feel almost too consumed by the cold, I'm unable to do it. But anytime I'm able to get myself into an objecting, ob- objective, observing, calm, powerful state of being, uh, it happens every time. And I can feel the blood rushing to my hands and my feet every time. 
So I feel like it's almost like in in a greater sense, this is how the universe works, and this is how the Galactic Federation, uh, who's really just an embodiment of the universal laws, that's how they navigate all of the different ongoings of the universe. They're really only ever called into action when there's disharmony taking place. Other than that, they just allow all of the uh, entities and all of the beings and all of the civilizations to carry on their business without really much effort from the Galactic Federation, you know? And sometimes when it comes to something really important like the planet Earth, for example, they watch us very closely. But there are many planets and many civilizations that they don't watch, that they don't monitor, they don't need to. Right? So I feel like it's the same way like with our body, and I feel like it's the same out in the universe. So let's talk about the hive mind mentality in a civilization like humanity. Personally, and maybe this is an ego thing, I feel like as long as we had an authentic, uh, grounded, a humble, a, a, an intelligent, a well-versed, a self-aware soul taking care of the planet in a hive mind state, I for sure think that the planet would be 10 times better off. Just this planet anyway, because we're in a really shitty place right now. We could use a little bit more hive mind. We could use a little bit more cohesion, and if you think about the plans of the elites, right, their agendas, is to do exactly the opposite of hive mind, is to take away the cohesiveness, to take away the, um, you know, the harmony within humanity, and to make us feel clustery, to make us feel overwhelmed, to make us feel separated and different than one another, Right? which is so fascinating. Now, if you brought up this concept of a hive mind 10 years ago, uh, in my very 4D conspiratorial agenda-like lower vibrational state, I would fight you tooth and nail. I would say, absolutely not, not in a million years would I ever want to give away my free will, da 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 And if you think about a hive mind being one soul in many bodies— it feels like they wouldn't be taking that away, right? I don't know. It just feels like in some in some ways, you're not taking away free will when it's all just you anyway, if that makes sense. Now, if we think about the other case where it's a hive mind with a bunch of individual consciousness, like if you think about every ant being its own consciousness and it's just being directed intuitively and it just follows direction, that feels like it almost gives me an anxiety attack. But once again, when we think about our conscious or our cells in our body, my one consciousness is directing that cell or that stem cell to create a protein that I need in my body for whatever, whatever I'm directing it for consciously, right? And it just kind of does it because it's a a single-celled organism. But what if it's a more complex uh, organism? What if, what if it's a more intelligent organism? Like I couldn't imagine being in the position where I'm being forced to do something, but I still have my free will to choose not to do it. I don't know. It feels like a little bit of like a trap, you know, like that's, that's, that's my immediate feeling. 
Um, but I don't think that it always works that way. I think that for sure in the wide, vast universe, I think we could really observe a little bit of everything. I think we could observe hive mind where it's one consciousness in all of the bodies. I think we could observe the state where it's one consciousness directing other consciousness for the greater good of the all. And I think that there are some very corrupt aspects of hive mind where, you know, souls are forced into a state where they're they're having to do something that they don't want to do, which is also really fascinating to think about. You know, there's I'm sure every single one of those and so many more exist out there in the universe. Now, I'll, I'll give you an experience that I had with being gray and being up on the Galactic Federation mothership. I, one of the first times I ever hopped into my tall gray body was 10, 12 years ago when I first started to do this. And I hopped into this past life self of mine as a gray. And, uh, okay, first thing I noticed is uh, being in the control room of the mothership. I could see everyone's aura and the gray beings that look very gray to us were actually blue. They were like this beautiful electric blue. Like it's so crazy how their skin changed color based on me having, I guess, a different light spectrum that I could see um, as a gray. And then the second thing I noticed is that everyone's emotional state, which essentially is everyone else's thoughts on the ship, were all readable by everyone. And I thought that was really, I don't know if scary is the right word, but it was really, yeah, it was new to me. It wasn't really scary, but it was like overwhelming and new. And I just didn't know how to really, you know, deal with it at the time. And, uh, and what I noticed was that I had the ability to shut down my thoughts for everyone else. Like no one was able to read my thoughts or my energies. And I usually had them shut down. And even today, actually back back then when I started to realize that that was a possibility as a gray, I started to think that everyone could read my thoughts in this lifetime, which was, it was a lot to take on at that time. And so the way that the Galactic Federation ships work is when you want to join the Galactic Federation, you are taken through like a program or like a series of tests. And what these tests do is they will basically test your energy, scan your vibration, figure out what your personality is. And then the Galactic Federation will typically suggest one or two positions that would be best suited for who you are. Now, I would say that eight times out of 10, nine times out of 10, the testing is so rigorous and so accurate that everyone who is tested, most of the people who are tested, feel very happy with their position. It actually reminded me a lot of the job tests when you did when you were in high school, like take this career test and and figure out what you're, what you're going to be good at. And for me, I remember... I would get police officer, I would get CEO, and I would get politician very often in those tests. It would be fun to actually go back and do it now. 
Anyway, and I mean, those are like really shitty tests, by the way. You know, it's just awful, awful. No one ever said I could be an entrepreneur. Like that wasn't even a part, that wasn't even on the register, you know. Um, But yeah, and so the Galactic Federation has something like this, and it's pretty accurate. And then everyone kind of gets put into the position that works well for them. Kind of like a stem cell in your body saying, okay, what does the body need? It needs red blood cells. I'm going to go ahead and be that. And it's happy being that because that's what's needed and that's what it could shape into. Sort of vibe, right? Every once in a while, there will be a being in the Galactic Federation who decides, you know what? I don't want to be in this position. It doesn't serve me. They have the ability to go to a council and say, hey, this isn't serving me, not my vibe, Um, I'm ready to move on, and they will ask the being where they want to be put, and it's really up to their free will, which is awesome. Um, So that's possible, just just knowing that, that that's possible. And then, yeah, pretty much on the Galactic Federation ships, everyone can read everyone else's mind. It's kind of like a hive mind in the fact that you're put where you're where you're most aligned. And then also everyone can read each other's thoughts, but everyone also has freedom, free will, independence, freedom to kind of go and be who they want to be, you know? So I guess the Galactic Federation isn't really hive mind, but when I think about hive mind, I I always think about that gray experience of walking into the room and reading everyone else's thoughts and vibrations and where they're at. Now, If you think about walking into a room, say, in a mall, in a busy mall, oh my God, the commotion would be overwhelming. Uh, When I first started to tune into people's energies, that's what I did. I would tune to all of the thoughts in the room. I remember opening myself up in a bar uh, one time in downtown Toronto and Oh, I pretty much had a panic attack right on the spot. It was way too much. I knew it was going to be, but it was just way too much. And I think the reason why having this hive mind in humanity would be too much is because human beings are such emotional creatures. So not only are you hearing everyone's chaotic, crazy, uh, neurotic, narcissistic, whatever, low vibrational thoughts, but you're also feeling all of their emotions as well, which are also chaotic and narcissistic and overwhelming and circular and whatever. You know, and that's enough to drive anyone insane. And I think as empaths, we all have the experience where we felt everyone else's thoughts or feelings, but it hasn't been as tangible simply because we don't see it as maybe color and visuals as I do, but we feel it and we can't discern between whether that's our own feelings or someone else's, which is even more difficult to kind of navigate through. So yeah, those are all my thoughts and some of my experiences on the hive mind. Please, 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 you know, submit a review for this podcast. Uh, Give me your thoughts in the reviews of what you think about the hive mind theory. And, uh, and be sure to share this episode or this podcast with the people that you love. We actually hit a million downloads. So I want to say thank you so much for, uh, yeah, listening, supporting, reaching out. 
I'm going to try and keep this as ad-free as possible, um, but, you know, no promises there. I, I do want this to be a, a really lovely platform to help people with. Be sure to check out my Cosmic Society membership program if you're interested in more epic downloads, um, even deeper dives, brand new content every single month, incredible coaching calls and Q&As. There's so much going on, and that's where I've basically taken all of my old YouTube videos and all of the exclusive content and I've got over what 900 a thousand plus videos on that membership platform so go ahead and check it out expand your mind today and as always I will see all of you in the fifth dimension frequency bye for now